Hello, my fellow sovereigns. This episode was originally recorded as a coaching call inside of my Mindful Monarchs membership. Now, to protect the members, we have edited out and around the coaching portion, but you get the juice and the meat and a behind-the-scenes look as to what Mindful Monarchs is all about to help you rule your body, master your mindset, and serve from your soul. Mindful Monarchs is my very, very super ridiculously low-cost membership program where you can get monthly group coaching from me, monthly master classes in physiology, sex, Reiki, energy healing, all the things to help you rule your body in all the ways so that you as a leader show up and serve from your soul. One of the things that I love about Mindful Monarchs is that we really address the holisticness, if that's a word, of leadership. Because as a leader, whether we are just a leader of our family, or the leader of our family in a business, or the leader of our family in a business and a following of thousands of people following us every day on all the socials and all the things, you are showing up and people are watching you. And our lives are not these compartmentalized things into little boxes where what happens in our body doesn't affect or impact what happens in our business or what happens in our family life doesn't affect or impact what goes on in our personal life or what goes on in our in our productivity. All of these things are interrelated and interconnected. Your money connects with your business, connects with how you show up for your family and all the things, which is which is why I created Mindful Monarchs to support you as the mindful monarch of your life, the sovereign who is rising into his or her reign to be the queen of your life, of your business, of your body. If you love this podcast, then Mindful Monarchs is the best way for you to take this podcast to the next level for all the bees of your life as you become the mindful monarch ruling your body mastering your mindset and serving from your soul from a place of purpose and serving that mission that was placed in your heart by the divine that we tap you into on a deeper level month after month after month. I am bringing in some amazing guest teachers in the upcoming months, so stay tuned and make sure you jump in now so that you can get the coaching, the support, the community, and the tools and resources to take your life to magnanimous heights in 2021. I look forward to serving and supporting you as a mindful monarch. Click the link in the description below to join, and I look forward to seeing you inside our Mindful Monarchs community. Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life body, business, 
bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. Our emotions make us human. Our emotions are one of our key evolutionary growth. Like Charles Darwin even wrote about emotions. So our emotions are signs. They're teachers. They are, they are, I like to think of your emotions as packages, packages for things that you deeply care about. So for me, like during this time, I can definitely say that I have felt a whole range of emotions, not just like positive and hopeful and joyful. Like I felt fear. I felt anger. I felt rage. I felt in indignant. I felt frustrated. Um, I felt annoyed. And those are all not pretty emotions. But what makes us say that we don't have our shit together just because we're feeling these less than pleasant, not pretty emotions? That is something that we really need to examine that story that we're telling ourselves that people who seem to be like smiling all the time on Instagram have ever have everything all together. Like not necessarily true or that they're successful or that they're even happy. Like I've worked with several influencers of whom I cannot name um, because our work was so deeply personal. And the thing is, is that I can tell you, like it didn't matter the amount of followers they had. They had a lot of followers they were struggling. They struggled with the same human things that every other one of my clients from moms to business owners to, you know, multi-million dollar business owners to, you know, people just struggling starting out in their business. And the thing is, is that it is our emotions that allow us to, to teach us to reinforce within us. What is it we value? And so when you feel an emotion, like, and I'll give you an example from my childhood, because I wasn't taught this growing up, like my, my parents did the best they could with the resources they had available and their resources for dealing with emotions were not that great. Um, No offense, but it's, it's true. And I've, I've said it to them as well. My dad dealt with uh, escapism. So he would escape into a bottle or into pills for when he would feel something, um, anything less than being, you know, Mr. Happy, um, which everyone just loves him for, but you know, they wouldn't see the other side of the super insecurities, the the shame, the guilt that he that he carried around for years and maybe still does. But the thing is, and my mom, she she would bury her head in the sand. She doesn't like to feel weak. She doesn't like to feel vulnerable. She doesn't she doesn't like to be overcome with emotions because she feels so deeply that she just kind of suppresses it and represses it and is like, okay, let's be practical. Um, and both of those were strategies that worked for them for a while, but then I was born. And I believe that we're gifted with the children that we need to teach us things that we forgot. And I was born and I always came with big emotions. And one of the big emotions that I had was I had righteous anger. I had, that's not to be like righteous anger, but like I had anger around things that I saw that seemed wrong, that I said, this is, 
this is not right. Like this is inauthentic. This is not truthful. So for example, things like, um, uh, hypocrisy, when I saw the hypocrisy of, uh, having religion thrown in my face, when I would see the behavior of my parents, not matching that, which their religion preaches, that was something that bothered me when there's that lack of congruence. And that really bothered me to my core. And I was taught that anger was an emotion that was an ugly emotion for girls. um, And that that emotion I should feel shame over. And so I was taught to suppress and repress it. And then on top of it, pray for it to have it go away because that always helps <laughs> with dealing with it. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm not making light of what prayer does. I do believe in the power of prayer and in the power of, of meditation, and the power of positive thought, but I do not believe in the power of toxic positivity of pretending like something is, is not there when it is there indeed. And in not being real with yourself, like you can only deal with situations that are real. So you can't deal with the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds of life. You can deal with situations that are real, that are really happening. So for example, now when I get angry, I no longer feel shame for feeling anger. I look at what is this teaching me that I value so deeply? Why am I feeling this anger? So if I feel anger, there's one thing that I get very angry about, um, gaslighting. When I feel like I am being gaslit or a community or a group is being gaslit or misled by information and then people are being told that they're crazy for thinking what they think or believing what they believe and that, oh, it can't be that way. And yet you're like, um, hi, this is my personal experience. This is just what I've been dealing with. And uh, just saying, or this is what I researched. This is what I found out. Um, and that sort of right and wrong mentality that really bothers me when people are said, when, when there is a belief that, or there is a connotation that you are crazy or it's silly to think that, that, that thing is happening and like, no, 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 that's not really happening. And that, so you're, you're being made to believe something that you're like, no, 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 this happened to me. No, no, no. This is, this is what I've discovered. No, no, no. This is what I've experienced. And then having, and, and so that sort that thing, that gaslighting makes me very, very angry. That, that is definitely a trigger for me. And the thing is, is that I'm fully aware of that trigger. And I look at what is behind that trigger. What is the thing that I value? And I value people's voices. I value autonomy of the human voice and the human experience. And not everybody's experience is going to be the same. And not everybody's experience is going to fit into some cookie cutter, nice little box. And that's the thing is that that it shows me the value that I have for autonomy, for independence of thought, and for being believed when you say that something happened, and for being believed when you're like, this is happening, this is real, and this is a problem. And that that is something that, so truth, it, it brings up a a deep-seated desire in me to, to basically fight for truth. 
And it's that anger. It's not, it's not an anger of like projected onto a person. It is an anger of like a, a warrior spirit that's warring f- for, for truth and for, for what, what is believed, what I believe or what I believe is it, it's wrong, you know, to condemn somebody for, uh, who's, who's saying something that may be contrary to the narrative of what is being taught. And that's, that's, that's my belief. That's my experience. Now, everybody has a different human experience. And that is something that like hypocrisy, really, that's one, that's another thing for me of real, like one of the things that I had to realize is so when I was hearing from my parents about honor your father and mother, and then I was seeing behavior that I didn't honor that I, I was like this, you know, yelling at your wife, that's not something I respect. Um, drinking and lying about it, that's some, not something I respect. And I would see these things and yet I'd be taught these, these paradigms and I'd see this hypocrisy, which would really stir something in me. It would stir that righteous anger as well. So it taught to me that I value congruence. I really value congruence. I value p- if congruence, integrity, call it what you will, truth, People living truly and saying, you know, if you if you want to have a drink, have a drink. Don't you don't have to hide it. If you want to have a drink and you're an alcoholic, that might be something for discussion as to like whether you should have that drink or you should not have that drink. But that is that is a question to have out in the open rather than hiding it and hiding and saying some one thing and then doing another. That bothers me to my core. And that was something that I had to learn early on. So these, these negative emotions, they teach us something that we value deeply and they can be really powerful, really powerful tools for understanding and cultivating and shaping the culture that we want to live in, the community that we want to build, the empire, the business that we want to have and what we stand for as leaders. I mean, for me, one of the things that I stand for as a leader, because I did not, I did not tolerate it. I did not like it growing up was a victim mindset of this. Let me blame everything on this or that, or this thing. And let me, you know, just make these excuses. No, no, no. Our core value and crown yourself is ownership. And so that ownership ripples into everything. So even if I, if I mess up and I do it daily, daily. Um, I make mistakes daily. Um, but at the same time, I own the fact I'm like, got to own that. I didn't do that. Got to own that. I said I was going to do that. And I didn't do that. Uh, got to own that. I did this, you know, I didn't get back to that person and that's okay. I have to own it. That's that, that extension of that time or that length of the lengthening of that sales cycle. That's on me. And so that's something that that allows you when, when you take ownership, when you assess the things that you don't like, like it's very easy for our subconscious minds. Our subconscious minds cannot think of something that we don't want to think about. So if we're like, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like that, that's great. And that's a good starting point, but we can't continue to focus on the thing that we don't like. So I don't like getting angry. I don't like feeling gaslit either. <laughs> I don't like feeling not believed for something that I say but that's okay. Like 
I have like, I, I don't like that, but it shows me what my values are. It shows me that I value truth. It shows me that I value integrity. And so am I living in that truth? Am I living in that integrity? Am I living in that desire to serve with that truth and help people with that truth? Yes. Okay, great. So I keep focusing on that instead of on the anger and allowing the emotion to guide you. So same, same with looking at, allow the emotion to teach you what is the value that, you, what is the thing that you value? So I would get disgusted when I would see my family enter into this victim mindset of, oh, I can't do anything. And oh, da, 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 and let me just make this excuse and that excuse. And oh, I can't help it. Oh, this is just how I am. Oh, you're just going to have to accept this. And I'm like, yeah, no. So <laughs> yeah, no. So it's about taking ownership. I looked at that thing. I looked at how it bothered me and how it irritated me. And I was like, okay, the victim mindset obviously bothers me. That is something that really irritates the crap out of me. So what is the opposite of a victim mindset? Taking full responsibility. Well, I swung that pendulum way to the other side for a while um, with where I took more on more response. And I've seen this from countless recovering people pleasers. Um, where I took on more responsibility than was required. And here's the thing. You can only take 100% of responsibility for 100% of your results. You are not allowed to take somebody else's, you know, 10% or 30% of somebody else's uh, results or 30% of their responsibility. You can only take 100% responsibility for your actions and your results and your reactions. You cannot take responsibility for somebody else's. And so in that space, I had to learn how to swing the pendulum back from taking full responsibility for everything and then moving it into a place of actual ownership where you're taking 100% responsibility for your results, 100% responsibility for your actions. And you trust that either people are going to take their responsibility for their stuff or they're not, or they're going to have another universal smackdown of not for me, but just what happens is in life, we, we keep repeating the same lessons until we learn them. So either it's going to be from you and from this experience, and I like to trust that it is, or it's going to be from somebody else, or it's going to be repeated in some different way. But that lesson, the lesson that you need to learn will be repeated repeatedly until you learn it. And I just got tired of learning the lesson of being a victim, I got tired of learning the lesson of taking on so much responsibility, more responsibility than, than I needed to, more responsibility than even I'm responsible for. You can't take other people's responsibility. And moving it back to the place where I took full ownership of my results, my actions, my choices. And that changed the game for taking ownership, for moving forward. So look at the things that make you angry, that make you feel ashamed, that make you feel uh, guilty, that make you feel frustrated, that make you feel fearful. And look at what is it that they are teaching you. So I know a lot of people feel fearful right now, maybe about their health or about their finances. And sometimes what that can mean is maybe that just means that you value your family. You value taking care of them. So focus on the value of how can you best show up and best continue to take care of them 
no matter what your financial situation is, no matter how your health is. Like I said, I think I was on a live stream or in a post the other week. Like I was a couple of weeks ago, this pregnancy was kicking my butt <laughs> just, just for a little while. Um, not too bad, but it was just, it was just some, some nausea, some fatigue. And I was like, Whoa, I know, I know this little one is growing. So that is fine. Um, and, and it was kicking my butt and I had to assess how do I show up even though I'm not feeling a hundred percent, how do I show up and still serve my family, still serve my clients with joy and presence so that I'm fully present for that experience. Cause I could have looked at that emotion and uh, like I woke up front with this emotion of frustration and I was just frustrated. I was frustrated with my body. I was frustrated that I didn't have my full morning routine. Um, and I looked at that as like, okay, so this shows that I value my me time, that I value my sleep and that I value my self care. So that's a good thing. So how, because I know now that I, what I value with my self care, how can I, thanks buddy. How can I treat myself as, as kindly as possible to show up with a, at least some level of self-care that I'm able to show up still present for my family and still present for my clients. And it was in that space that I decided to go take a shower, go put my, turn on some music, put on some makeup and, or as I call it, warrior paint, and then go about my day. But I took those, those, that, you know, 10, 20 minutes to, to center myself because I saw that from my frustration, had it not been for my frustration, I would not have seen how highly I valued my self-care. So your these emotions can be super powerful teachers for what it is that you value and you care about. The joyful emotions are great. And they can show you that you value, you know, making money, that you value having success, that you value just joy in general. But these so-called negative emotions, they can really give you some powerful signals as to things that you value and care about. The same is true with uh, very, very lower state emotions like shame and guilt. So maybe that you have shame around something that happened in your past and you, you feel that shame, you acknowledge the shame. And then what is it that that shame is teaching you? What can that shame teach you that you value? Maybe it's that you you value your own power. Like one of my clients, we were working through some really tough stuff together. And she had done some things in her life that she considered to be unforgivable. And so we dove into the guilt and the shame around that and how had those things happened for her. And by diving into those experiences and how those happened for her, she saw that her life was such a testimony for what's possible. And that because she'd experienced those things in her life where her power had been taken away, she was able to A, claim her power and like be damn sure that that ain't ever happening again. B, set herself up in her company so that the, her other people, her team feel empowered and that they don't feel like their power is being taken away in any way. And so it was the shame that sh it was her have experiencing shame in her past or shame and having shame about these experiences because she was bringing the shame into the present because 
that's where we were working. We weren't working in the past. We were working in the present. And she was still feeling shame from those experiences. It showed her how she can really powerfully claim her power, how she can communicate on a whole different level of empathy because she'd had those experiences. And that is a powerful learning tool. And so it actually highlighted, it showed her that she values empathy, that she values human connection, that she values being heard and listened to. And that, and thus, perception is projection. She chooses to lean in and listen to other people. She chooses to create the space for hope and healing for others and to provide them with opportunities so that they don't have to make some, uh, some of the choices or be in some of the situations that she was in growing up. And that's powerful. But that all came from the teacher of shame. That all came from the teacher of guilt. Now, had she not had those experiences, had she not had those emotions, what would she be as empathetic as she is today? Would she be as kind and giving as she is today? I don't know. It's not for me to say. But I do know that if you look at those experiences, if you look at those emotions as happening for you, for your learning and for your growth, it can guide your choices and guide your learnings to really point you in the direction of what it is you value, strengthening and reinforcing your values are not only the foundation of your business, but they're the foundation of every decision that you make in your life. And so looking at those values and those things that you value, the more you reinforce those, <laughs> the more you reinforce those, the more powerful they are. The more, the, the more powerful those, those castle walls become and the more clear it is for who that your kingdom is for and who it is not for. Because I like to think of your values like as plastered all over, you know, your kingdom walls. And so you have your kingdom that you built, which is all the people, which houses all the people that you serve in your life and in your community and in, you know, your from your customers to your children. And then you've got these values and they're like, outs, like imagine Disneyland put their values, their core values of what they believe. Like they are already kind of do like magic, magic. They believe in magic. It's a magical kingdom. That is what it is called. And so magic is on the outside. So you go there expecting to experience magic. But what happens when someone goes to Disneyland is like, I don't believe in magic. I don't believe in magic. That's not my thing. Well, maybe they can still enjoy Disneyland, maybe, but that magic, they, they're not, they're out of alignment with that value of it being a magical space. So maybe they find it an entertaining space, but that value of it being a magical space, they are in that space congruent with that value. So they may not find Disneyland all that amazing. Like I had, I've had some friends and family members who go, who used to go to Disneyland, like every weekend, like every weekend. And they identified with the value of that being a place where they could be transported into a magical land. They could be in a place of happiness, of possibility, of fun. And those were their, like, those were the values that they didn't get to live on a daily basis, but they got to live it on the weekend when they got to go there. And so 
that's kind of like how your, how your kingdom is and how your values is like people who come into my kingdom, people who see my business and they come from a place of like toxic positivity. (laughs) They don't stay long because I'm not about toxic positivity. I'm not like, Oh, let's just cover things up with pretty wrapping paper of positivity and say that this is all fine and dandy and not focus on the fear, on the shame, on the guilt, because I'm not saying we got to focus on it, but we got to learn from it because otherwise you're just sweeping shit under the rug and eventually you're going to trip over it. Like you're going to trip over that giant pile of dust that you have stored under that rug. So you might, so it, it doesn't, and it doesn't mean that your place is clean. It means that you have a clean looking palace, but you still got a giant hazard that people could trip over. By not fully cleaning out the shit. So yes, you got to look at the shit. You got to acknowledge it. You can't just sweep it under the rug. You got to deal with it and then throw it out. So the lesson can stay. The emotion doesn't have to. The feeling shows up to guide you that there's something there that you really passionately care about. The emotion doesn't have to stay. A feeling scientifically lasts for 90 seconds. The emotion is when you either repress it or suppress it, or you maybe stack other emotions on it. Like I shouldn't be feeling this. So you start to feel fear that you're feeling this. And I did this too. I did this back in like 2018. I had manifested my first 10K month. I was so proud of myself. I was so excited. I made more in one month than I had used to make in three or two to three. And so I was like, hell yes, this was amazing. Um, And then after that, I got very, very fearful and I shifted my thinking from all the thoughts that had made me successful, all the things that had made me successful to manifest a 10K month. I suddenly transitioned into this space of fear where I was thinking of all the ways that I could lose it, how I was so scared of not having it happen again. And suddenly my income went from 10K and I think it went down to like it went down in in like two months down to like $900. And I was like, this is ridiculous, Kimberly Spencer. What are you focusing on? And it was because I was focusing on fear. It was because I was focusing on what if this gets taken away? It's because I was, I was focused. And and, and I also was scared to think of anything less than fear. The problem is, is that when you're thinking where I mean, think and to allow for fear into my world, the problem is, is that when you're scared of allowing fear into your world, hello, fear is already there. So when you're scared of allowing fear into your world, fear is, it's already in the equation. It's already a part of the situation. And that wasn't what got me to my first 10K month. My first 10K month came from 100% from service, from showing up consistently, from putting offers out there, from having meetings, from constantly showing up and constantly doing the work and constantly trusting and believing that it was happening instead of fear where I was scared of it not happening again or it happening again and me losing it or all the other ridiculous fears. And so what happened was, was that I would feel the fear, but I would shove it down. I'd hide it under the carpet and I'd be like, no, 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 I'm happy and manifesting amazing things. And I'd put on this toxic positivity bullshit face and it didn't work. It doesn't work. It's not really how you manifest anything. 
is toxic positivity. It actually will go against it because your heart has a built-in bullshit meter and it will rage against you if it's like, uh, yeah, that's totally fake in it. Uh, yeah, that's not true. Uh, yeah, no, everything's not fine. Obviously there's a hazard. That's a lump under the carpet. There's <laughs> a tripping hazard that we need to deal with. So let's deal with that. And so that is, that is the power of actually dealing with these emotions. That is the power of actually putting yourself out there to heal the emotions, to allow it to release. And so you let go of it. So it get, you get the dust out of your palace. So it's not a tripping hazard. And that's why we don't focus on the shame or the guilt or the fear or, the, or those negative emotions, but we do look at them because unless you look at them to gather the learnings, to understand the positive learnings that are coming from it, you mean, and by that, I mean the values that you're seeing that you actually, the things you actually value from those, because of those emotions that you would have not seen had you not had that emotion. That is where the learning is. And then once you gather that learning, then the emotion kind of just, the feeling just will allow itself to go away. It will. I've had it happen so many times. And you can do it with timeline therapy or hypnotherapy. I do that with all my private clients. You can do it with, um, with just processing it, with just asking. Like for me, I just ask a question now. Like I used to go through this whole like timeline therapy process and I'm like, it, it's helpful. It, I mean, obviously I still use it in my practice with coaching my clients, but it's, you can also ask a question too. Like if you've gotten comfortable enough with like not being scared of feeling something negative, you can ask it, be like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> Why are you feeling this? And then once you, once you have that, like, instead of why, why are you feeling this? Which is actually like, I can, I ask that question just because I ask it playfully. I'm not like, why am I feeling this anger? Or why am I feeling this shame or whatever? Like not because why can be a very easy question to start beating yourself up. But I like to ask my, like, I, I jokingly say that like, not that, but I jokingly say like, why am I feeling this? Um, in order to tease my brain. So sometimes I like to play with it. I like to tease my brain to give me the answer. Like, what is the purpose of this? What is this trying to show me? What, how is this going to serve me? What value is this? What is this teaching me that I value more than this feeling? And that, that is where your power lies. Because when you see those values, it just reinforces it so powerfully. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.